Welcome to Interviews with Innocence, a podcast about spirituality, consciousness, and exploring the wisdom our children bring into this world. I believe that our very young children are our greatest teachers. After all, they're the masters of living in the present moment, bubbling in unconditional love, enjoying the messiness of life, and curious about the universe in all its dimensions. The pure essence that young children exhibit lives within all of us. My hope is that these interviews will help us discover, embrace, and connect with the sacred core of childhood that resides within each of our hearts. I am your host, Marla Hughes. I am super excited to announce that my first children's book, Love Magic, is now on Amazon for purchase. Love Magic is a heartfelt and magical story about the enduring power of love. It's about a little girl named Charlie who has a loved one who passes, and her journey addresses the universal question of how do we stay connected with our loved ones when they pass on. It gently touches upon the magical ways in which our loved ones can continue to guide us through nature, music, love, and everything in between. I hope you will check it out on Amazon and possibly purchase it. And if you do, please leave me a review. Without further ado, let's go to the next interview. Today, I am honored to have Kevin Wooding on the program. Kevin is a composer and past life regressionist based in the UK. Whilst training to be a concert pianist in the 1980s, he began to develop crippling pain in his joints and x-rays showed that arthritis had begun to develop. The medical prognosis was poor, saying that he had statistically had 90% chance of being confined to a wheelchair within six months. He was 24 years at the time. This began a search for alternative ways to bring about healing and well-being. The medical profession was unable to offer any help to prevent the inevitable deterioration, but Kevin was free from all symptoms within four years. He then trained in two modalities that he had found very helpful, the Alexander Technique, AT, and the Bates Method of Vision Education, and of course his diet was a huge part of the healing process. After he began healing, he then trained as a past life regressionist. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. And maybe you can come back and talk about the other two modalities that you trained in. You know, you trained the AT and the Bates method. And um, he realized AT students had begun to sometimes spontaneously access past life memories. And he knew he had to learn about this and what he was doing. And now you spend most of your most of your time doing past life regressions. Isn't that right? Yes, it is indeed. Yes. yes. Kevin now works fully as a past life regressionist, a teacher and vision educator and still composes, plays the piano and enjoys long walks in the countryside. Welcome to the program, Kevin. Thank you so much. It's such a yeah. such an honor to be here. Yeah, we've been trying to do this for a while, and you are my first person to talk about past life regression. So I'm excited about this. I did interview Carol Bowman, 
So you talked a lot about children and remembering their past lives. So I guess that that is that, but to focus, you know, that was talking a little bit more about, well, past life regression and reincarnation go together. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah. Yes. They're, they're tapping into the same, the same kind yeah. of uh, sort of observation that people have had over, well, over thousands of years in various cultures that, uh, you know, we have our experience of being in the present and being in our lifetime. And, you know, if you head off to India, they're quite happy about, oh, yes, uh, you know, previous lives. Yes, they'll chat away about what's what's possible. And it's only in our sort of recent, uh, you know, Western times and that it's become a little less popular. But if you, you know, do the, do the studies, these, you know, um, look at the statistics of what people actually believe. There's an enormous number of people in, you know, the US and the UK who think, oh, yes, yes, there's definitely something about I've been here before and or I can, I can feel, feel knowledge that I shouldn't know, that sort of thing. So, Absolutely. Well, yeah. I've had a couple of past life regressions with you, and they were, they were just amazing. Isn't it interesting how in this world of, I'll call it spiritual work, um, just for, that's the term I'm thinking of right now, but it always seems to stem back to the indigenous cultures that have been doing this sort of work forever and ever and healing and just that. And even when I know Ian Stevenson and Jim Tucker did their work in children's past life regression, that many of their stories, I think almost all of their stories came from India and, you know, other countries, very few in the Western civilization. And I think, I think a lot of that is just because we find it so hard to be present here in this in this world yeah. you know we just don't sl just slow down and be quiet and have the time so so anyway let's just jump right in so tell us a little bit just what is a past life regression i love this question it's I, <laughs> my first response when i saw that question was, was to say i don't know <laughs> it's a uh, that makes sense to me <laughs> yeah yeah because when, when we say the term past life regression we're we're speaking from this physical perspective we're talking about a uh, a timeline of, you know, we know when we were young, that was, you know, many years ago when, you know, when we grow older, that'll be in the future. And we have this very clear idea that time runs from the past through the present into the future, like a thread. And if you imagine holding that thread up in front of you from one finger to the next and thinking, oh, there's the past, there's the future, you look at each hand. And if you then turn the hands to not, not side onto you anymore, but end to end. So you're looking, have one hand near to you and the other one in the distance, you then have a collapse of time. You have the, the past and the future in one dot. And I think that's what happens in a past life regression. Time collapses. And of course, from our context, we speak of it as past because that was what makes sense from here. But right. we could say to go to a different state and have a different experience of what life is like. And you can discover quite specific things. And historically, you can even go back and say, hey, I, that's stuff that was happening back then.
And in terms of when I think of past life regression, I'm sure many people are like, well, why is that important? Why would I ever want to do that? But that is where the healing aspect, the transformative aspect comes in because I've read and talked to so many people who have healed just, you know, these enormous traumas that have happened, you know, from, from a past life or at least going through a past life regression. So can you speak, can you speak on that, that a yeah. little bit? Yeah, of course, of course, yes. The, the thing is that this is knowledge that you already know. Um, your soul self has a, you know, a vast panoply of, of possibilities of, of connecting to different times that your, your experience has come to earth and been going through a lifetime has no particular illusions about any of it. It's just knowing everything. So if you come into your life and this life that you're in and you're noticing there's a characteristic that you have, which may be innocuous, and there's nothing, nothing troubling about it, but it's a bit quirky. And uh, maybe as a young child, you know, before you got, you know, old enough to be trained out of it, you had like, oh, yeah, I used to be such and such. Oh, yes, I was, you know, when I was a man, you know, it's like when I was a, an old woman, you know, <laughs> you have these sort of little, and, and our culture would be saying, oh, you're making things up, you know, you're sort of coming up with stuff and that sort of thing. So as you grow up, it is possible to reconnect to those bits of knowledge. Now, you know, something innocuous, something like, um, I, why do I not like baked beans? You know, <laughs> this sort of thing. Maybe there was a reason. It could be very simple like that. But usually people come because there is something very troubling. And that's where the connection or the, um, what is it? The imprint of what is still there with the soul has come through. And a person may have an ache in their back or in this, you know, chest or something that's just no one can explain and they you know they go to the doctor and they say well there seems to be nothing wrong with you and the ache itself is trying to call you to attention and say hey there is a thing here that you haven't healed it it, it comes from a past life it comes from a, a time there's nothing to do with you but if you get a connection to it you'll be able to let it go and it's you know i'd love to have it it'd be as simple as that but most people come without knowing that's as simple as that. It's, it's, you just go into the past life, you have the connection, the understanding comes and you go, oh, of course I wouldn't forget that. Of course, that is absolutely really important for me to know. And then you breathe a big sigh of relief and sometimes many tears. It depends on exactly what the situation is. Uh, and the person just walks off and they're, the ache is gone or the, and it could be very quick, very quick indeed, you know, within that day, sometimes it'll take a little bit longer. You know, and uh, so, yes, the, the, um, the healing, if I, you know, said what it really is, is it's understanding. It's knowledge of who you are, who, what your big picture is, not what this picture is in this life, but the, vast extent 
and uh, whatever you want to look at, whatever question you ask, there will be a, a reason and an answer coming. So when you, I, I re listened to another interview and you talked about one thing that you ask people when they come into a past life regression, um, do come with an intention. Yeah. So, um, and, and tell us about the importance of that. Well, yes, the, the intention helps them to focus. So they may have been nudged in, in that direction saying, you know, from their guides or their soul saying their higher self, their subconscious, you know, saying there's a little thing that you could be doing here. And when they have their intention, they may be quite vague about it at first. Um, it, you know, it can be very specific. You know, I've got an ache. I've got a, something I want to deal with. Um, so, they, yes, they can, be, they can be vague at first. And what we do is to try and get that as focused as we possibly can. And sometimes the question they are asking is, <clears throat> when they first come in, the question they're asking is, you know, it's just a bit broad, they're not used to kind of pinpointing the the nature of the internal feelings that are going on inside. Um, you know, maybe it's, it's interesting. I mean, it's, it's different between both men and women. Um, sometimes men have a, a harder time at first, but then they can get very specific quite happily. Um, and with women, it can be a little bit, oh, you know, I'm not sure if I want to really focus on that. And they'll say, well, here's another thing I want to focus on. I think it's important for people to know that it doesn't really matter if you don't get the thing that's the most important, because they're all going to be joined up through the regression itself as, you know, things are all interrelated and everything. So. Um, well, isn't it true that you, that healing that you receive is the healing that you need. That's yeah. what. Yeah. Always, that's that a very good point. When I, when I interviewed Carol Bowman and I really encourage my listeners to go back and listen, she was my first interview, my first two um, interviews. And she talked about just not the emotional healing, but physical healing also with, with her young child. That's how she, she got involved in this and he had had really bad eczema and also on his arm and also had this huge phobia, these booming sounds. And just, she just happened to have this per, this hypnotist over to her house. I don't know who does that. Like the girlfriends come over and <laughs> I think it's, it sounds like great fun, but and he mentioned her child, you know, her little boy, and it was just astounding that he worked, just sat him on Carol's lap and worked with him. And he went back immediately and then just jumped off his lap and said, I'm going to go play now. And he had gone back to where he was in a war and his, his eczema ended up going away as did his phobia and and my point being is that and i know you have some stories like that too many 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 and i'd like for you to share a few but with children it seems or she had suggested that it can be as simple as that without a lot of follow-up but with with adults it can be you know more a little bit more difficult. They need to see someone more than once. Can you just comment on that? Yes. Um, 
Well, with I mean, with children, I mean, I I have had really so far no actual opportunity to work with really young children. Wow. Uh, it's mainly you know the the people who start looking into this are at a point in their life they, uh, where they're thinking, what is this deeper meaning that I'm that I'm looking for? I've got to discover more about myself, and by that stage, they're in their forties or fifties. Um, sometimes older, and maybe they've been doing it. I mean, occasionally I get people who have been on this journey since they were in their teens. They're sort of trying all sorts of things. So, you know, they're, it's it it does vary. Um, but with children, now you with the work with Ian Stevenson, Jim Tucker, they're they're very clear about they don't look at the hypnosis aspects. They don't look at the deep relaxation processes, which is what I do. Uh, word. Yeah, yeah they look, they're looking at spontaneous, yeah. spontaneous exactly. memories. And that is a, a scientific choice and a very good one for, you know, getting clear evidence about what actually is happening from these children who have no, no outside influence on their, their thinking or their talking. Um, so with a with a child, I can see yes, they are already kind of halfway back where they came from. <laughs> so sort of being born, thinking, "Hey, do I really want to be here?" You know, <laughs> so sort of having a little, you know, um, people talk about imagine, you know, children having imaginary friends, and I mean, our culture, the Westernized culture, is is really quite harsh, I think, on the imagination. Um, tends to look at it, oh yes it's fine until you're about eight or nine and then you know you've got to start getting serious and actually it's one of our most wonderful gifts our imaginations and I always say to people you know when they're coming into a, doing a regression and say we're going to actually start really building your your skill with your imagination because your imagination does not come from nowhere it's actually can be aspects of memories that are not even known to you, but they just pop through and say, here, I'm thinking of this, here, I'm thinking of that. And as a result, the story then starts to build because their imagination actually builds um, specific memories that actually come through and they say, oh, you know, now this is happening. Now that's happening. Oh gosh, this is so sad. And then there's, you know, there are tears and hey, presto, you know, whatever ailment they were having has becomes healed. <laughs> so, so you, you have to um, just recognize that our minds are marvelous, every aspect of them. And at no point should anyone be saying, stop imagining things. Not certainly not as we're growing up. And, and just to be clear in terms, just to go back for a second, Carol also, who who worked with, um, um, I think worked with Jim, um, that's what she was doing, the deep, deep relaxation. Like I said, it was not, it was not hypnosis, but yes. Um, yes, imagination, it's really sad because we look at that as, at least Western civilization, it seems, looks at that as something that's not real. Yeah, and it it is real. I mean, it, when you break down the word, word imagination, well, it has image in it, but it is so important. I'm actually gathering stories now, kind of like what Wayne Dyer did, but of uh, the th the things that young children say about past lives and choosing parents and meeting relatives before coming to this earth, and it is amazing the stories that are just flowing in about these sorts of things. The imagination is, is so incredibly important. 
So in terms of the adults, though, when they come in, do you find that they sometimes they just need to come once and sometimes they come two or three times? Or how does that usually work? Yes. Um, yes. It, sometimes once is enough to process for, for quite some time. Right. Um, it can be a case of um, two, you know, two or three years will go by and the person you know, is maybe still in touch or maybe hasn't contacted me for a while, but then sort of gets in touch and we go back and forth over the experience. And they may have had steps of realization that taken months to uncover um, as, as the process has started to unfold, because the person, what is it, you know, we're here to, we're in a process of growth, whether we're, you know, <laughs> near the end of our life or at the very beginning, everything is about the growth of our soul and our you know, progression through this experience, what we learn from this. And if something is kicked off through a past life regression, then, and it's a big one, a deep one, then that person will have just uh, moments of realizations of dreams that come up months down the line um, family members, you know, their community, the way they relate to the community starts to shift as well because everyone's actually kind of, you know, even if they don't even believe in what this person has done, I have no knowledge of it. The actual dynamic starts to change. So it's, um, yeah, uh, the possibilities seem to be endless sometimes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true with NDEs too. It's, you know, it's not necessarily, I mean, well, the experience is hugely important, but what happens after the experience, and I see that with past life regression, yeah. the healing, the shift, the change, and whether people believe it or not, boy, do they know that there's a change in that person who has had that transformative experience. Yeah. Yeah. And on the other side of things, of course, it can be a case where a particular um, issue is has got a very deep history and it may have been rippled because if you think of this okay if you think okay oh, here I am I'm going to do a past life regression that implies that the previous lifetime that you're in will also have had past lives and there could be a chain of events that have reinforced a particular pattern over many, yeah. many hundreds or thousands of years even, that that itself is like, okay, I want to look at this problem. Okay, I've gone into one past life. Wow, I've had interesting insights from that. Problem still seems to be here though. I'll do another regression. Oh, wow, this is a different past life. Oh, this is a different aspect of how that problem came about oh you can do that three four times it's also the case that a person can go back into the same lifetime three or four times because there was such a lot to process in that in particular um it's it's i suppose what what are we talking about it's some kind of energy construct around how life works it's been embedded 
and the person's you know in this lifetime going okay i'm i'm done with this <laughs> it's really tiring <laughs> whatever's going on in my life now i'm done with it so they can take a while to process each each step actually learn each step it would be too much to try and take the whole thing in in one go right so what i hear you saying is that i think is you know we talk a lot about breaking that especially when you look at indigenous cultures and and you know the, the amazing things that they do in terms of ceremony ritual you know deep deep relaxation chanting and when you can break let's just use alcoholism as an example sure. you know um, because usually that goes way back into the genetic you know dna if you can break somehow that cord that tie if you can do that in your lifetime somehow that i think it's seven generations ahead and even six, seven generations back this is what once again many of the indigenous cultures believe that a healing takes place and it sounds like this past life regression can really help with that also is that is that true yes oh yes definitely i i i have to you know say that when i first came to this work i i you know originally had a very atheist non-spiritual i was going to ask you yeah, about that yeah and yeah so so you know my family was very very intellectual and we would discuss different things and i remember a conversation uh, between my mother and my aunt, where my aunt had been reading the Bible and she drew up the um, phrase uh, there about the sins of the father being visited unto the third and fourth generation. And my aunt was saying that she thinks this is you know, similar to what happens in families where you see a trauma occur or some aspect of you know, um, behavior as uh, established itself and then the responses of the children and the children's children and the children's children's children can be followed through and you can see there's a there's a pattern so when I went into my first ever regression I I thought about this the ancestral line because talking about alcoholism my great-grandmother was an alcoholic so, you know, her daughter was a teetotaler, which was another form of having a relationship with alcohol. <laughs> like she has, a, she had an opinion, a very strong opinion about it. So there was a, it hadn't broken free per se yet. And the children from that level on, um, so the grandchildren were able to have alcohol, but thought it was a bit naughty. And so there's still a ripple. Me, I, I don't have any anymore, but I had no particular feeling either way about it. So, so I think I got relatively free of it. But interestingly, some of the behavior patterns of an alcoholic, that is the unpredictable behavior, sudden temper tantrums, those came through as well without the alcohol. So, so it's, it is... It is fascinating. So when I went into my first regression, I wasn't thinking about literally dropping into a completely different um, family tree. I was thinking, oh, this will be about ancestral information. Yeah. 
So I was very, very surprised to find myself about sort of 500 years before and uh, you know, having a completely, completely different type of experience. Well, what a, what a motivation to do this kind of work, to think that you can actually be helping heal your grandchildren, your, you know, generations to come to break, you know, yeah. when you, when you do, when you are able to break, break that pattern. So can you tell us just a couple of stories about some regressions that you've had that, you know, that you feel comfortable sharing that have just even been amazing to you? Yeah. So we're talking about healing in terms of health things or emotional no, things what whatever you want to share okay um yes uh well i can think of um i think of one where um someone was having trouble with relationships yes big um, one yeah big big troubles with relationships and uh not really understanding what it would be like to feel happy in a relationship safe in a relationship and we put the intention i suggested it and and she agreed um, see if we can go back to a lifetime where you're having a good relationship mm. and it it was very powerful uh because it was so easy there were many many tears about how easy it could be and uh when this particular person came out. She said, I feel like I've just had four years of therapy. Wow. <laughs> it was just, just wonderful. So um, yeah. And you, you can, you can get the same, the same topic, the same thing all together and, you know, go back into a good relationship and the person feels kind of, well, there's nothing happening. This is a bit boring. And uh, lo and behold, it still plants the seed and, whatever relationship troubles they're having six months later happily with somebody and having no so problems stayed, so she stayed in that relationship and it turned it turned it around yeah yeah yes yes that's right that's right yeah wow that's yeah. huge yeah um physical things i i mentioned this on another interview as they um it's again eczema and yes. it, it was it was a a combination of the dynamic between the daughter and, and the mother. So I didn't work on the daughter, um, but she had had a little bit of a, a journey herself uh, where she realized that the anger, the, the tone of voice that her mother spoke in was a key factor of what was happening. Now I have to s just say uh, also with eczema, I mean, of course there can be reasons that are actually physically in the environment as well. So it can be kind of, that's a you know combination of things. But this one, it seemed the mom, you know, she, she did this um, regression. She went back and found a place where she was being, she was a child and being abused, uh, beaten by her father. And from her position of being an adult, looking at this, she was, I said, you know, are you able to go in and, and heal, help this, this small you and feel how much support and love is coming from you? So she was basically healing herself in a way. <laughs> she was going in saying, you, you know, as you, you are, imagine you're a, a light being because you are in a spirit form and observing this, seeing this thing, this, this scene happening. 
and she she released so much inattention through that process that when she came out of the the um, experience her voice said totally changed character it was I suppose she was partly shocked in a way because she felt like a different person she felt like she had found a part of herself that had been shut off in that previous time and had come back and there was a roundness and a softness to her voice which Within a couple of months, this girl no longer had any eczema. Um, she had had no medical intervention, no steroids, nothing prevented. They'd been seeing a homeopath who said, oh, yes, you know, this process will take probably eight months before you'll see any improvement because it's very deep. It was you know, everywhere. It was going down her mouth and in her oh. ears and all over her body and just saw a few photos. And uh, uh, she looked like a 90 year old, you know, the skin of a 90 year old woman. Um, and then two months later, the uh, homeopath was astonished that such a transformation had happened. And uh, the photos were just of a little girl of seven. I mean, just, you know, beautiful skin and marvelous. I could share those photos, but that would be amazing to put. I, I don't know. That's pretty personal, though. Um, wow. What, <laughs> and just to think what that did for that little girl. I, mean, I can, I can I, I'm sure the mom would be very happy for me to put, put the yeah. photos forward. Yeah, if you want to have them on the site or anything. The story. So, Kevin, can you, for the listeners that are interested, um, can you just briefly talk about what you do to someone who wants to have a past life regression, how it, how it works? Yes, of course. Um, well, as, as we were talking about earlier on, it's the, you know, it's the peace that we miss in our very complex world. Um, people often, you know, they're, they're out there searching for it and doing meditation and yoga and all sorts of things. Uh, this particular thing, it's, it's a, it's almost like a contract between myself and the, and the person who wants to, wants to discover, we create a tiny little society where peace is possible. And I, you know, get them to relax, uh, you know, similar to many other guided meditations or visualizations that people may have experienced. We enable them to start to play imaginatively in the process. So it's encouraging that perhaps long dormant imagination or that, you know, slightly kind of, you know, hold the imagination at arm's length, but just bring it back into where it belongs and uh, invite them to start making some things up, um, you know, playing. Uh, it can be as simple as like, you know, you pick up a rock and have a look at it and tell me what it looks like. And they will probably have an idea like, oh, it's, you know, size of my palm, it's smooth and round and it's kind of grayish, you know, grayish red in color and and I said, now, you know, you know, you made all of that up, right? <laughs> so it, it helps them to understand that their, their sense of connection to themselves is something that's worth nurturing and that we're going to use it. And then we go through a, a, a transition. We take them on a, a journey where they're enabled to use that new skill. And 
to understand it's when I say it's a new skill and, you know, the imagination is put to one side, everyone practices it every night, even if they don't remember our brains are really, really good at it. So it's actually there and available to everybody. So, uh, yes, is there anything more I can say about it? I mean, once we, once we have a, a, you know, a scene starting, it, it builds on itself and it starts to get a picture and, uh, and the person has, you know, specific uh, feelings about everything that's occurring. I know when I, when I did mine, it's when you use the term making things up, I thought of it more as like for the rock, for example, visualizing, you know, just seeing that and visualizing. And then you just, with deep relaxation, of course, then you just go someplace else. Yes. You know? <laughs> and, and the stories and the stories start start coming in it's it's really it's really astonishing do you ever have people that it just doesn't work that they just can't go there yeah it is sometimes sometimes happens and i'm i'm always keen to say to them listen i would love to just work with you uh, yeah. for my own education not to charge or anything i want to keep working and see if we can get this going get this working because i believe when it doesn't work, the person is usually um, self-censoring mm -hmm. almost before they've even realized or they have an image and they say, oh, I can't say that because it's too ridiculous or it's too, too absurd or, or whatever reason. Um, very rarely, in fact, never have I come across someone who's literally shown no sign of having something. So I know there is something always there so far. <laughs> so, yeah. So yes, it's, it's, yeah, you, you can, you can work with it. And uh, I will um, leave the full answer to this question for a much later time when I've had more, more chance to work with some more, more of those people. I know it's all about growth, but just the suffering. And if we just have these avenues, whether it's, past life regression or or mediumship or even psychedelics or meditation or to be able and just go back and heal i mean the beauty of it is that now we're i hope waking up to these i will call them alternative methods because talk therapy just isn't quite making it you know in our world we need i mean it's great for some people but we just need more to heal these, these deep, deep wounds. So I applaud you for the work that you do. And wow, that's just amazing. Well, Kevin, we need to, we need to wrap it up, but is there anything that you would like to like to say that I, I haven't asked you? Gosh, it's like, you know, can I remember what we've covered? It's, <laughs> it's, it's all in the past now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it is um, um, an amazing process. Um, the, uh, perhaps I could say a little bit about the time collapse aspect of it and sort of understanding that when a person goes into a past life regression in the experience, it feels like the present moment. It feels like decisions can be made and it is possible to look at a situation 
um, well, let's look at it this way. Very often we take a person through that lifetime, they have the experiences and we go right to the very end. Sometimes the regression is about what happened at the end. So they're already going to go there anyway. If we can go to the end, it's quite easy to say, well, just continue on and let yourself pass away and slip out. And there is a wonderful relief at that moment. God, that feels so much better, people say. <laughs> wow, it's really easy to die. It's really easy. You know, it's so, such, a, such a relief. And then we can spend a little time going up into the light and have a, this sort of chance to, you know, they talk about life review and in, in near-death experiences. Yeah. There is a chance to actually experience a bit of that. And you can deliberately kind of ask questions and there can be guides there. Sometimes there are, you know, relatives that are standing around. It depends on the person. And you can actually say, well, look at this decision you made at this point. It's just like a past life review. And you can say, what would have happened if I had changed that moment? And you can then go back into the life and start to go through it as if a different decision was made. And when that happens, there's a completely different pattern that then gets established. And then the person coming out the other side of the uh, regression itself feels like, I can see a different aspect of me that's come forward here. It's absolutely fantastic. It's such, such a wonderful because this is the soul's knowledge of what's possible, not yours as this, oh, I'm, I'm me and I have this particular way of my life and these things happen to me. It's like, oh gosh. And I guess that begs the question, of course, free will versus what, what is destined to that, be, you know? That's, that, well, that's right. Yeah. Uh, the, it becomes clear that you can only change the things that were of a flexible nature, right. you can't. You, but it's still it's 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 using the imagination. Uh, you're just sort of playing a game, but the actual impact of it goes right deep into your into your DNA. If I if I may use that term, it's it's. Um, it could even be if it's if it is destiny that you can accept it in, a, in another way. That's right, you know? that's right. I've always learned that yeah. free will, it's not necessarily the event, it's how you react to that event. That's it, that's it, yes. And indeed, there are points that are not movable, as I was saying, there's like, this was the plan, you could, from, from that you know, past life review, you can actually see the plan as well. You can actually get a, a, a connection to, oh, yeah, I was supposed to come in. Yes, there was a chance that I was going to die at this point. Yes, there was a chance I was going to do this or that at that point. Uh, can I play with that? Yes. Oh, yes, you can play with that. And, you know, if it doesn't work, you'll, you'll say, no, it's not going to change. This isn't changing. So it's not a, it's not a big deal. Well, Kevin, thank you so much. It's so great to see you again. And if people want to find you and learn more about, about you, how would they do that? Uh, they're very welcome to go to my website, which is https colon slash slash pastlife.online. I said the whole thing because I'm not sure if you just put pastlife.online, it'll actually figure out where to go because... 
you know, various bits of software, they go, oh yeah, this is a website address, but dot online is slightly unusual. Okay. So, yeah. Great. And that will be in our show notes if, if you didn't, if listeners didn't quite have time to write that down. Of course. Well, thank you so much. This has just been fascinating. And um, you take care and, and have a great rest of the day. And thank, thank you, you for all the wonderful work you're doing. Thank you, Marla. Wonderful to see you. Good to see you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you want to learn more about the show, you can find us at interviewswithinnocence.com and on Facebook or Instagram at interviewswithinnocence. Please write me a message. Tell me what you liked and let me know what else you would like to hear. I would love to hear from you. And if you liked what you heard, please leave us an iTunes rating and review. It helps other listeners find the show. Thank you. Thank you.